contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time for another blah, blah episode of the Freestyle Club. This is the Freestyle Club with your host, Mr. Negative 100 on the Rudeness Meter, Nick Cologne. The unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. And CPR, Jose Ortiz. What's good, you bastards? Welcome to yet another Blah Blah episode of the Freestyle Club. I am the Unknown Admin, and joining me today for our special one-year anniversary episode are my two tag team partners. First up is the man who's been with me since day one, CPR Jose Ortiz. Is this like three guys, one cup, one-year anniversary? Oh, God. Next up, we have the rookie of the club, <laughs> Nick the Broken Cologne. Broken. It's time to set you free. This love is broken. Hey, what's up, everybody? He gave me the acapella. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're playing it right now. So, gentlemen, 30 artist interviews, seven blah blahs. 40 published episodes and three Geraldo Rivera hidden episodes. And we finally hit the one year mark. How does it feel? I think it's pretty cool. I haven't been there for all of the ones you're talking about. I didn't even know there was three hidden ones. So once we're done, you need to put me on to that. But I think well, it's pretty cool. Well, we have to talk about the hidden ones. But uh, for oh. me, I, I think it's been a great experience. We asked that question at the beginning uh, of of the podcast one year ago. Can we have an honest conversation about freestyle? When it comes to the blah blahs, we, we try to be as honest as we can, but there's a lot of people that you know can't handle honesty. But what I will say is that the artists that have come on to the show have been ultra honest. And they've shared things that I'm still trying to get over the Trainier episode. They share so much personal stuff and have honest conversations with us about contracts about you know getting uh, fucked over uh, they talk about their personal struggles they talk about you know coming out uh, as transgender I mean people have revealed so many personal things here on this on the show and I'm honored to have uh, been part of that like you started episode one as a listener and mm-hmm. then just recently you became a member of the Freestyle Club full-time. How did you see the, the difference in between being a, a, a listener to being a, a member? Uh, it was nerve-wracking, which I, I never really gave it any thought. But yeah, I mean, the first one that I was a part of was Andy Panda. And to me, that's huge. You know, the whole time in my head is like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> don't say <laughs> something crazy. But at the same time, I was in awe of the moment. And it was just like, you know, I, I don't want to lose the opportunity because I'll never have that chance again. And who knows what can come of it also. And it was like, yeah, I get a chance to pick, you know, Andy's brain and being a writer. That was like something I really wanted to get into. So, yeah, it was, it was exciting. It was nervous. It was all those things. But it was a great experience. I'm, you know, I'm really uh, appreciative for the opportunity and that you guys uh, allowed me to be a part of it. 
I think that you were nominated to be part of the show because, you know, you've been a fan of the fracking flat leavers. You've been a part of the flat leavers. You were part of the clubhouse show. And, but also you did a podcast with us on the Freestyle Club. And I think that uh, Raphael and I felt that you were very level-headed. You were always a voice of reason, which is what uh, Raphael started to be and then evolved. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, I, I just think you're a great addition because I can go off a cuff, you know, on a tangent, and then you'll just whoop, bring me back. And so uh, I think that uh, you make a great addition, and uh, it was a great um, suggestion to have you be here. No, thank you. I'm happy to be a part of it. Now that you see how the sausage is made, so to speak, what do you think it was the <laughs> hardest part of doing the podcast? Are we still talking about freestyle here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say the question again, man. What? <laughs> so now that you've seen how the sausage is made, what do you think was the hardest part to adjust to or what was something that was unexpected? Sausage and hard in one question. I think, so, you know, for me, my fear was either tripping over my own words, just getting nervous. I could be a very nervous and I'm somewhat of an introvert. I'm shy. So it's difficult for me to be somebody who's comfortable with speaking. So I was really focused on that, just me not saying something crazy or saying the wrong word or, you know, stuff like that or, or, or getting stuck saying, you know, I didn't want to do something like that, which I probably did anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, uh, when Jose approached me, I was worried about, am I going to ask stupid questions? Am I going to fumble it? I'm going to mumble. Am I going to lisp? I'm going to, all these things go through your head. And then, uh, you know, after you find your stride, you get your voice, you get a little bit more comfortable. And now it almost becomes second nature. I love the fact that I see the growth in both of you and me being the, the person that's been on the radio for all, all this time. I can see that uh, all of you have gotten better. You question everything. You get your facts. You even, you know, question me, which is great. And look at the success that uh, the unknown admin has had this past week. Um, he relaunched the unknown and he's on the charts. Uh, he is uh, just progressing on the Apple podcast uh, charts. Uh, he was number 90 uh, in the music category this week. The other numbers came out. He's still number 98. So that's a great thing, you know, and I just see all his his brain is turning and all the ideas and he's creating all this content uh, to, to provide to the freestyle community. Good, safe, clean content. I mean, I know that we do the freestyle club. And we, we push the buttons and ask the hard questions. But, you know, to have CPR's Clubhouse, to have the Freestyle Club, to have the Unknown Admin Podcast, Al Ibarra, um, I'm say, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, all these people really trying to put out good quality podcasts and people that have become fans of our show really stepping up and looking into the future to do better things. I think the influence of our show and our collective, you know, our collaboration is is touching some folks out there. Even the people that don't like us that have launched their podcast. <laughs> exactly. We are inspiration for people who, who hate us as well. But, uh, Jose, you had mentioned the Frack and Flat Leavers, and that lasted about, what, seven episodes? It lasted ten. Ten, uh, okay. I'm ten. Sorry. And then we, we started a season two we had a, a fracking frat leavers all stars, and Nick Colon was part of that. And then, you know, it just became a situation where Angel Benna left the show because he was moving out of state. 
and Philip Anthony became a comedian. And I thought that uh, we were doing more harm than good. Like we were offending a lot of people. We were getting into fights with people that didn't really matter and they were not pertinent to the movement. And then, you know, listening to the Breakfast Club, listening their about, you know, listening to their format, listening to some of the ideas that I've had in the past about really cataloging our music and talking about the history and giving lessons. And so I, I thought it would be a great idea to have something like this, like uh, the Freestyle Club, something lighter, I guess, which has become, I guess, heavier uh, because we, we have so much deep personal content that uh, you are amazed at what people come and say here. And, I, you know, the funny thing about it is that, you know, this Ralph is that the show ended the first episode after the first episode it was done <laughs> yes it was grand opening grand closing until you had the brilliant idea of leaving that third chair open which really changed the whole show dynamic i don't know why the fuck we invited nick but um we have this <laughs> <laughs> no i'm only kidding <laughs> we'll make sure he's paying attention but you know we, we've had this great we had this great dynamic and we have nick here so no one feels overburdened in in having to do these interviews all the time and no one has to take away from their personal time we can all rotate which i think is a great idea i brought up the frack and flat levers because to me that was the first iteration of a true freestyle podcast it wasn't just a DJ mixing. It wasn't a countdown. It was just people sitting down talking about the state of freestyle. So to me, that was the first iteration. But now you have the Freestyle Club and with, you know, 40 episodes in, in your belt. I mean, how does it feel to have evolved that initial idea? I feel good. I just want the message to be clear. I think when we tell the stories of the artists, I think that that part is my favorite. When we do blah, blah. A lot of people take things that we say and twist them and I get a feedback. I get feedback from people that have been in my life for 20 years and, and they take uh, like just samples or bits and pieces of what I say. And they totally, of course, miss the point, but uh, they use those uh, tidbits to either attack me or get upset with me or unfriend me. And I, it comes from a good place. I think that what we say here comes from a good place. If we talk about a certain producer, we say, hey, look, this producer is not doing things correctly or this is not the way that we want to carry our music in the future. You know, people tend to get upset or offended. But there's nothing that we've said on these on these shows that uh, is not factual or that we can't prove. And I think that's the part that people get pissed off about most. The fact that we carry it with facts and a lot of the things that we say, I, I would say about 95 percent of the things that we say is undeniable and we're not scared to go back and say hey we were wrong about this let's correct it you know i think that the biggest issue with the freestyle community these days is that people are afraid to say i'm sorry people are afraid to take responsibility and nothing's ever their fault so the evolution is is that there are lessons in every episode if you just listen to the episode you will get the information you will get uh, the message and all you have to do is listen. But I want to talk about the episodes, our favorite episodes, what uh, our listeners have deemed their favorite episodes in just a sec. But I wanted to ask you, you know, you did 40 episodes again with the Freestyle Club. Um, you're quickly approaching 600 episodes on Clubhouse Dance Music. You're what, about 570-something, 570 578, 576? 
Somewhere around there, yes. Yeah, so you're, wow. you're, you're, you're almost, you'll be at 600 before the end of the year if uh, Nick can stop shaking his maracas for a second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, do, they do call him Cuban Pete. There you go. <laughs> so, you know my favorite rant is freestyle is always late to adopt new trends and, and technology. Do you think that freestyle is finally catching on to the podcast trend? I could only hope so. I mean, look at the success again that you've had in the last couple of weeks. If they can't get the fact that you put out these mixes and you're, you're cataloging, I mean, you already have like three years worth, right, of these mixes and that you're creating a historical event because you're cataloging each individual episode on a weekly basis, plus you're adding content. And people can't understand about content and putting content together and distributing it and cataloging the history of our music, then they're not they're not with the plan. And I hope, I could only hope that a lot more people can can get to that, can get to cataloging and talk about the history of our music. Because without our history, we can't move forward. Look at the mess that freestyle has become now because people do not respect history. They don't know about history. They don't want to learn about history. They know everything already. So the Freestyle Club was created for that. So we can have an Andy Panda come here and say, well, CPR, you're wrong about this because this is what truly happened. How could I argue with Andy Panda? He was there. I'm just going by, you know, all the information that I've received over the years. And I like being corrected because I like to have factual information. I want that too for our Freestyle community. I don't know if that's what they want. I think that when you blur the lines and you manipulate, I think that's when uh, some people... Uh, like it best yeah unfortunately that's uh very true for me i i really love the intimacy that we give the artist and listener where the artist gets to tell their story uninterrupted they're not on an i radio station where they just have to talk about their latest song their newest song the events they're going to uh, be at we can on the podcast be a little bit more involved in the artist we can be more detailed we can get into these stories that they can't tell on on radio stations again we'll talk about favorite episodes but to me that's the best part is that the artist gets to tell their story in a more intimate setting how about you nick yeah i think it's like uh it reminds me of i think it was vh1 did behind the music so it's sort of like that but with freestyle stuff that you know we never get to see or hear about and we get to learn now, all these like amazing stories of their trials or like the things that they went through just in their career. So, and then the, another bonus is like when we get to hear the crazy stories, which is my favorite thing. When we're talking to someone and they say something that you just can't believe the shit happened. So those are the things that I look forward when I listen to it. And then at the same time, like Jose said, we get all of the history and, and the backstories and stuff. It's It's pretty dope and there's nothing else there's nothing else out there that's like this. And I think that's why people keep coming back. And that brings me to that favorite episodes. Jose and I asked the question, what was everyone's favorite episodes? I, I took a quick tally and it looked like Andy Panda was actually the majority of the people that responded was Andy Panda, uh, the, the first favorite. The second favorite was TK K7 and the third was a, a bunch of whole uh, episodes, a handful of episodes came in tied for third. Andy Panda was great. Again, I'm glad that Nick was able to cover for me, and that's why we have him, you know, so we can not miss out on these episodes if one of us are, are unable to attend. And he told a great story. Uh, Freeze, 
on that first episode, I was to- thoroughly entertained. I was like, wow, I didn't know this. That was cool. And and that's something that I hear a lot in the in the comments that I get is, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. W- that that was crazy story that this person told, which which is the best part is getting that feedback from my listeners. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you guys, what were your favorite episodes? For me, the most personal episode was to have my friend Jasmine Dennis come here on episode 18 and talk about the transition, the being transgender, and um, just coming on here to say something like that. Jasmine Dennis and I have been friends for a long time. We've been bitter, I wouldn't say enemies, but we used to really go back and do some ranking contests. I've said some things to, to Jasmine that you can't say now in 2019, but back in 1990-something, we would definitely say these things. And we've come full circle, and we are better friends now than we were before. But for her to come on here and talk about her situation, for her to come on here and and just give that personal information to me was an honor because we had spoken about it before. She was going to come on my radio show a year before to do it. Uh, she got cold feet. And I, I was telling her, you know, don't worry. People are going to accept you. People already accept you for the ones that do know. And then we were right. A year later, she came on this podcast and people have accepted her and her production is at her best. And I want to make sure that uh, her stories or more stories like hers get told. So for me, it was uh, Jasmine Dennis. Um, I love I love the Andy Panda episode. And I was so shocked with Trenier, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I still wish you guys did it. (laughs) Nick, your favorite episode? I would say my uh, favorite episode is going to be Andy Panda. And not because I was a part of it, but um, even if I wasn't, it's just the stories that this man told. And, you know, hearing how they came up with Arabian Nights, from that to his his approach to writing, which was really important to me because this is a guy who not only wrote songs, but he wrote hits. And for me, it was just like, yes, I can't wait to pick his brain and just see how how he approaches it, his take on it, what what are his uh, tips for writers. And we we got stuff like that from him. And to me, that was awesome. There was a couple of other things that I was thinking of that he said, oh yeah, his, uh, his view on freestyle music and comparing it to Latin music and salsa and bachata and reggaeton and saying that it's part of our culture. And I never looked at it like that. And it it was really interesting to me. Yeah, it just to me, there was just so many different aspects of it that just, you know, really touched me. And I was just like, yeah, this is a really great episode. For me, it's hard to pick because we got people that opened up and told us they went bankrupt. They almost went homeless. They had a fight to get their identity. But I have to go with Jose. I think uh, Jasmine Dennis was the most intimate, the most raw, the, the most powerful interview we've done. Someone coming out on a show, you know that they have to have trust in the host that they were going to handle it correctly. And, and that's a big responsibility. At least I felt it was. And I know Jose did as well. We had fun. But we also talked about something that uh, most people don't even speak about. So to me, that that was the best episode. I, I love every episode, but to me, that was the uh, the most intimate one. I had spoken out about who I wanted to get on the show. And thankfully, Edie and Alex of Latin Nation had heard me and they helped me get 
certain artists like Ronaldo, Peter Fontaine, and a couple others. And so I asked you guys, who's on your wish list to come on to the show? I think for me, uh, Tony Moran, Coro, uh, those are two that I, I'm working on. What about you, Nick? I think I had said uh, George Anthony. I thought George Anthony would be great to be on the show. Uh, George Anthony will be on this podcast. It will be happening soon. He has new music coming out. We're also going to dedicate uh, two hours of our show on Clubhouse and do a special George Anthony countdown and also do a retrospective. There are some good things happening with George Anthony this year, and we want to help celebrate him because he's done a lot for the uh, freestyle community in the backgrounds. The guy doesn't like to take credit for a lot of stuff, and sometimes we have to step forward and give him credit for the things that he does. When we lost um, DJ Porky four years ago, he drove here to Connecticut to the hospital with uh, Sammy Zone. You know, he was here with us through everything, and he traveled back and forth from New York various times, and he took care of Porky's daughter financially. He was never scared to do so. And these are just little things. I mean, people don't know this stuff, but uh, he's taking care of a lot of freestyle artists behind the scenes too. Bought them clothes, giving them money, bought them equipment, helped them out. Some of these people were about to get evicted. I mean, he's done a lot. He's done a lot for our, our music, especially in the background. Definitely. I want to get George Anthony on because, uh, you know, you hear a lot about him, but people don't know you ask him name of three songs, they probably don't even know who he is. The same thing with Debbie Coles is she's a great singer, and she's done a lot of backgrounds, and and people probably don't know as much as they should about her as they should as well as uh, George Anthony. So I'm looking forward to that. I reached out to uh, Andy Panda after he did the interview with us and said Tony Moran is next. I want to get him on. So you know he That's said gonna it's going to be awesome. Be, yeah, he said it's going to be tough because the guy is always busy uh, i wanted to get carlos barrios on the show but uh you know jose has his show so you know that took priority and we can always get carlos later on i know he has a lot of projects that he could talk about in a couple weeks or a couple months subscribe to the freestyle club on spotify apple podcast google podcast google play iHeartRadio, tune in and stitcher Visit thefreestyleclub.com, cprsclubhouse.com, and theunknownadmin.com. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. Let's talk about the music so far. Uh, what have you liked? What have you not liked? I think it's been a really, really great year for freestyle. I think the last couple of years, it's slowly been coming back. And there's almost like a resurgence of it. You have a lot of the newbies, everybody all of a sudden is just putting new music out. Then you have the legends. The legends are coming out with new music. I'd say as an overall, there's more, there's more quality records coming out. That's a good thing as, a, as an overall for the genre. Compared to the bad stuff that's coming out. So, <laughs> so I feel like, you know, finally, you know, the bad stuff is not going to overpower it. I totally agree because Jose and I have spoken about this last year that 2019 is going to be the best year for freestyle in about a decade. But in my opinion, and we'll talk about this more later on, is that when you get an increase in quality, you also get an increase in caca. So the ratio always stays the same. You're always going to, if you get a lot of good freestyle, you're going to get a shit ton more of bad freestyle. And we'll be more specific 
a little later because I, I know that the topic is going to come up. It's going to be the hot topic of this week, and I'm going to save that caca part for later. I'm loving the quality. We, we're bringing back guys like Alba Cabrera, Carlos Berrios. We know that Andy Panda is going to come back with something. We know that Tony uh, Moran will probably uh, find a way to get in there. We know that uh, Frank Reyes wrote two songs, for uh, one for Sammy and one for Brenda uh, Seabank. The future looks bright. The artist right now that I, I'm really into is Ike, You Never Did Me Right. Jenny Renee, all hooked up. That song is taken off. We have the new Sean Davis that you have been telling us about and telling us about. And you know what? It, it's fucking badass. It pretty is. You know, the Santana twins really rocked it with that. We had Wendy that they did, which was another badass song. There's so many good songs so, by so many people that knew, well, the remix of uh, Lizette Melendez and Cynthia, I Can't Change Your Mind. I was not a fan of the first one. I like the Mr. Mig remix. But the, the other song, the other tracks I wasn't really a big fan of. But now you have Carlos that redid it. You have the Cabrera, the, the Latin Rascals dub. Oh, my God, dude. That thing is crazy. So that just you know, there's a whole smorgasbord of good songs. If you can't find a, a an hour's worth of good music, you're not looking in the right places. That Carlos Barrios uh, dub to me is sick. Like I'm so into it. It just reminds me of just the gritty after dark style that he used to do back in the day. I just to me, I loved it. I was eating it up when I heard that. I love the energy of the extended version of Jenny Renee's All Hooked Up. It's like a surge. If you listen to the Willie Valentine extended mix, it's this big surge, and, and you feel it, and then it just pounds you. Also, Audi Medina, Need You Alone, her vocals. Putting the music aside, her vocals, hearing her riff, hearing her sing ad-libs in her own song within her own song, to me, I think is amazing. And I can listen to her voice all day, every day. I really love her style. I love Johnny O's My One and Only, the Jay Allen's produced version. I love that song. Just love all the good quality music that's coming out. George Lamont is going to be doing a duet with George Anthony. I love that. I love that uh, CPR's Clubhouse. New England. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What, what's going go on with I, that? What, what's going on with that CD? Yeah, yeah. Real question because I haven't heard right. you talk about it. As you know, things happen in the background. A lot of things happen in the backgrounds. And for me, is getting the I's dotted and the T's crossed. And so I need everyone to sign a release. And that release is pretty standard that later on, they're not going to come and sue me. TKA is already cleared to be on the compilation. Jenny Renee is already cleared to be on the compilation. Lily Rose has a brand new remix that's going to be on the compilation. I just need time to make sure that the I's are dotted and T's are crossed because... As you know, in the freestyle universe, when you have a bond, and it's a great point that I wanted to make previously on the Freestyle Club, we've lasted a year. There are unions that have not lasted one day, two weeks, three weeks, three months. And that's exactly what I'm concerned with, that I'm going to put a song on this compilation and someone's not going to sign the paper. And then later on, they're going to be like, you stole money from me. You promised me this. You promised me that. And I think that's happening more and more these days. There's a lot more treachery behind the scenes. So I'm doing this compilation for two reasons. One, I want to put a good quality freestyle compilation out. 
And two, I want to put a good quality freestyle concert out with new artists. And this is the way to do it. So that's my plan. I'm not here to make a million dollars off of someone's back. Everyone that does work on the compilation will get their respect. They will get their credit. I just don't want to hurry it up. I put it on the back burner until I get the, the paperwork signed. You know, I would absolutely take my time and make sure that the paperwork, more than anything, is correct. Because if something goes wrong, you know that you're the one that's going to get shit on more than anything else. So, Yeah, even you, Ralph, you always cover me. And you're like, how is this CD going to be pressed? Are you going to press the CD or are you going to do a CDR? Because you already know <laughs> if you yeah. come out with a CDR, people are going to talk shit. And so... You already got my back when it comes to that. If you see all the releases that are coming out, like Menagerie or The All Hooked Up, these are not CDs. They're CDR pluses or that look like real CDs or whatever. And you have to do like 1,000 to 2,000 to get the real CD. If not, you get disqualified. And so is it going to be something that people are going to get upset about? Is this something, you know, so it's just a lot to consider. And do you really want that headache? Especially when you're trying to do the right thing. We talked about songs we liked for this year. What are the songs that we're looking forward to in the next six to eight months? I proposed a few things to different labels, and I like to promote the artists. I know that people think that I need to have things done uh, or need to have things first. The only reason for that is because I'm a student of the game, and I think of different ways to promote a song. So I've given ideas uh, for the George Anthony and George Lamont release. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to hearing new music from Nick Cologne because he's due. Right, Nick? Yes, sir. Oh, I thought he was gone. I, you know, usually I test him that way. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Niasia got some stuff coming out. I can't wait to hear that. Uh, oh, I just going to be good. I know that there's, there's a TKA song that I put together a while ago, uh, written by Alyssa B, produced by Willie Valentine that uh, I can't wait for everyone to hear. I actually got a copy of it. I love the words. I love the way TKA sounds. It's amazing. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to talk about this, but there was a choice few that got a demo from Andy Panda, which is, for me, it, it wasn't sung by a freestyle artist. It wasn't produced by a freestyle artist or a producer, and that's why I liked it, because it was so different. That song has gone to uh, an old-school artist, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. So there's a lot of things to look forward to. It may not come out in 2019. It may be 2020. But just like what you said earlier on, Ralph, the future is bright for our music. Nick? What's the question? God damn it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to in 2019? The second half of 2019? Write it down, bro. Write it down. <laughs> um, I really need to. <laughs> I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. You know, Jose, that, that having that third chair empty is really starting to appeal to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had it in my head before, and it's just completely gone. <laughs> All right, so that's how people are going to think that we're bogarting the conversation if I go after Jose. Oh, I, I do that. I say that anyway, so it's all right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're bullies. They don't let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, bro? Really? I, I'm telling you, I'm really, I have a blank. It'll oh, come to me. Oh, fuck. Okay. Just go ahead and talk. I, I'll get it. 
This fucking guy. Holy shit. All right. So while Nick gathers his thoughts, uh, <laughs> for, for, for me, uh, it, it's so much to look forward to. Jose mentioned Niasia. We know that Niasia got a song uh, specially made for her Brazilian tour. And I hope okay, I'm ready. Me. What the fuck? <laughs> now he's going to use what I just said, right? Go ahead, you fuck. No, I'm not. <laughs> Nick Cologne, so, what are you looking forward to? Well, the song that I'm looking forward to the most is Memories of Love. I have been secretively just messaging uh, Lisa B, you know, every couple of weeks. And, you know, nothing crazy. But I've been on top of about, come on, when is this song coming out? I know you guys have heard it. Tim, I think, is the only person with a copy. Once in a while, he'll play it. But, man, everything about this song is just awesome. I'm in love with it from the writing to the delivery to the music, the magic that uh, Charlie did. It's just, it's 100% a perfect record. I'm really excited about that. Elisa B., that one song that we've been waiting for forever seems like that it may not it looks like it may not happen. It's unfortunate, but that's a song that I thought would be the perfect song. You know, the that song to, to rock 2019, and, and unfortunately, we're still waiting without a word as to when it's going to come out, if it's going to come out. Thankfully, there's so much more coming out. You know, again, the, the George Anthony, George Lamont song looks, looks really good. I know that the Santana Twins have a bunch of songs coming out that I can't talk about. Uh, maybe Nick can talk about it. Yeah, we have Niasia. Niasia's going to come out with a brand new song. I feel like it's maybe mid-tempo. I'm not sure. But it just has this dope feel. We got Myrna Lee lined up. And she hasn't had a record in, in a, wow, I'd say maybe over 10 years. She did two records with the Twins. I'm not sure which one they're going to go with. But man, she wrote this amazing, amazing song. Her writing, you know, a lot of people don't know about it. But she's, she's dope with the pen. There's my song coming out. Um, <laughs> it should be next. <laughs> it's good to remember so, your own song. That's I'm sure that right. the Santana twins are happy right now with you. <laughs> They're like, say your song. Say your song, man. You had one job. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my song is uh, slated to be released next. We're looking at the end of July or sometime in August. So I'm really excited about that. The next thing that we got coming is the Nick and Pose record. We're going to kill it. We're really going to do something amazing with that record. And I believe he comes uh, down really soon to record. Yeah, that's the one I wanted to know for sure that it was happening. I didn't want to throw it out there. I wanted you to say, yeah, you're working on it. Because I know it's been, it's been some time that you've been working on that song, right? Yeah, we, you know, me and Pose have been talking for years about doing something together. And finally, the opportunity came. And, you know, like I said, life happens and things get pushed back and certain people are going to be a part of it. Now they no longer be able to, but we're still pushing forward. I spoke with him as recent as maybe uh, uh, last weekend, just, you know, he hearing how he's going to deliver the song and preparing for it. So we're all really excited. He, he should be there soon to record his part. We'll go over it. I'll go in, record again. He'll come back and we'll try to do like the ad libs together and then let the Santanas do their magic. That not Asia song. Is that the one that she made specifically for Brazil? No, um, the one for Brazil is Remember. So her first, the first release on Cutting Records from the Santana Twins, they went and they did a Brazilian style version for it because I believe she's going to be on tour with Stevie B. So right. it just made sense to do uh, 
a remix for it that would fit her fit the crowd out there is that going to be released or is that something that's exclusively to brazil i'm not 100 percent sure what they're going to do with it it was originally done just for the performance but i think aldo is considering releasing it so we'll see what the guys in aldo decide well, you guys picked some great songs. We know, again, Frank Reyes wrote a song for C-Bank and one for Sammy Zone, so they should be coming out uh, 418 with some new songs. I know that Stevie B and Trinier are on the finishing touches on their song. They have a song together. So it's, it's a lot left. I know that Jenny Renee is working on the second song. I asked her, but that's all that she would confirm. She wouldn't get me any more. Get excited, man. There's still 2019. There's still six months left and a lot of music that has not been released. Let's hope that it all gets released. And when it does, guys, man, a dollar. What is a dollar to download a song, really? Apparently a lot to some people. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is the Freestyle Club. Topic of the week. Let's talk freestyle. Freestyle. As Jose mentioned earlier, I've been working on the content on The Unknown Admin. I have, thankfully, have the Santana Twins that uh, graciously allowed me to archive their their mixes for the Super Mix. Jose is working with Tim Spinning Schumer to get those mixes up. We both have Gino on board, going to share his content. So we're really trying hard to showcase quality freestyle, quality freestyle mixes. With all that being said, just recently... DJ The Shadow released a new school freestyle, the third generation top of the notch freestyle mix on Hot 97. If people don't, don't know, Hot 97 is a hip hop station. It is the biggest, one of the biggest stations in New York. You know, we're talking about 50,000 watts on top of the Gorilla Building, the biggest footprint online. It is the host of the Summer Jams. One of its biggest hosts is Ebro, who does Summer Jams and also in charge of Apple Music. So this is huge, dude. This is huge, guys. To get a freestyle mix on this station is huge. And I'm going to go on the record as as being the DJ on the panel that, yes, we've had years where we couldn't put half an hour mix together with quality music. But... Between 27, late 2017, all of 2018, 2019, there is enough content to do two hours easily. And to me, he screwed the pooch on this one. I want to get you guys' thoughts first before I go any further. Okay, so I want to prefix this, okay, because we have to. So I, I was made aware after that uh, the shadow had a medical condition. He was hospitalized with a mild heart attack before the, the mix premiered. I in no way, shape or form or no one on this panel is trying to attack him personally. This is not a personal attack. We're talking about the mix itself and the music selected for this mix. Now I've been told that he may not be aware of what's new, what's good, what's bad. That's what I've been told. I've never spoken to the man, but I wanna make something clear. We have something called the Philip Anthony rule at the old frack and flat levers. And that is if someone is tuning into the radio and they hear free stuff for the first time and you put a bad song on, that is the first and last time that that person is going to listen to freestyle music. So when I looked at the mix and the first song that I saw 
was Johnny Mann's, it was over for me immediately because you're making a bad impression. No disrespect uh, to Johnny Mance. Again, he is an artist from Tasmania, you know, back in the day. But you kick off a mix with a hot song that is burning up the charts. I would have kicked it off with Jenny Renee all hooked up myself. And I would have been more selective. I would have gone and done polls like I usually do. I would have gotten feedback. I would have gone to people who have been in the business for a long time. I would have gone to a Sal Abatello. I would have gone to uh, new DJs, you know, like Cliff Potts. I would go to a Rafael Reyes, Jesus the Jews Vasquez. You go to your community. You go to labels, you know, and that's what you do. You get that collective because people are so inclined to be that lonely fucking hero that when we get that opportunity to shine, we don't because everybody wants to know or wants to be the head honcho who knows everything. And in the end, we look like shit. And that's what happened with this mix. This, this mix was 60 fucking songs from the Tanasi camp. That is not the representation that we want to show freestyle. Tanasi is not the representation for new freestyle music. Jenny Renee is. George Anthony is. New music from people that paved the way for us, that they've been putting out new music. Charlotte Davis, Niasia. You could have gone back five years and picked out the best songs for five years. What happened to the songs that TKA recorded for TKA 30? True Love. Did anybody research this information? No, because nobody bothers to learn about the history. Nobody knows current information. It's all bullshit. Nobody wants to learn. Everybody wants to be the lone chief. And in the end, we look like shit. I think he had a, a mini stroke, I think it was. But, you know, whether, whatever there was, whether it was a, a mild heart attack or, or a mini stroke, we hope that he's in good health. And, of course, we don't wish anybody ill will. It's just the song selections. And, you know, normally I, give, I try to give people passes. But as you said, Jose, you know, you, you reach out to your community. I had one guy uh, that I was talking to, a well-known DJ from 10 years ago when, uh, when we had freestyle uh, online radios stations. And he said, yeah, you know, I understand, you know, he may not know the genre, but as a DJ, we ask other DJs what's hot. And apparently that wasn't done in this case. Uh, Nick, what, what are your feelings as an artist to see a, such a list as, as that he has out here, this playlist? Well, I'll say this first. You know, I'm, I'm glad that Ivan's doing better and he's recovering. Um, I also, I spoke with um, a gentleman named Michael, I hope I don't say his name wrong, Michael Carazzi or Carozzi. And um, before anything even started airing that this was going to happen, I was approached and I was asked to do a drop for the mix. So it's my understanding that he had an idea of some of the songs that he was going to use. And when he got sick, they ended up putting whatever together. And that's how that list came about. It wasn't intentional. Because originally when I, when I finally heard what was put out, I was, I, they reached out to me and they apologized that my song didn't make it and they explained why. I mean, I wasn't really concerned about it. I was just hoping that the guy was okay. But when you look at it and you're like, wow, there's just so much from this one particular group it looks bad. And sometimes that's all people need to make assumptions and run with it. But 
even though it looks bad, I, from it's my understanding, it wasn't intentional. They just grabbed whatever and put something together. And I believe they're going to they're gonna have a second opportunity to do another mix. And it's supposed to be to redeem them. You know, I'm going to say redeem himself, but I guess maybe redeem the mix. Hopefully our music is represented in a better light. But it's too late. The, the ratings for that show were, were not good. He's going to get another opportunity. Great. But strike one. I have to agree because here, here's the thing. First off, it's a hip hop station, right? Like I've said before, this is uh, Summer Jam. This is Ebro in the Morning. It's uh, Funk Master Flex, if I remember correctly, and uh, a couple other DJs. All It's all hip hop. So as soon as the first freestyle song comes on, regardless of what it is, you're going to lose half your audience. The second half that stays on to listen to the first song, is that what you want to, you know... Every DJ I've spoken to would have said, you know, have said they would have started with a banger. I, I don't understand yeah, why he didn't start with a banger. Jose he was dead on. Start a mix I with Jenny Renee. Start a mix with Oli Medina. My thought was to hear. I'm surprised Sammy's own wasn't on there. It's a classic and it's redone, so people would know what it is. I think that starting with a record like that, it's a strong record. You got Sammy, you got George. I mean, it's a powerhouse record. That would have been something to start with because it's familiar and new. And it leads the way into the new stuff that's current. Yeah, there were a lot of people that were upset with me. But again, I have to step forward and tell it like it is. Everybody is trying to be the head honcho, the, the person that saves freestyle, the one with the formula. And in the end, what happens is when you try to do that, it doesn't turn out well. Because you never want to ask for help. You always think that you know everything. And that's the issue with freestyle as a whole community. We have a lot of people that think that they know everything. Now, people may be hearing me right now and say, you think you know everything. I may not know everything. I may not. I may not know everything, but I always ask questions. If I, if I had the opportunity to go on Hot 93.7 here in Connecticut, do you think that I'm going to go play a Tanasi song to kick off my show on their radio station? No. I'm going to go with all right, Jenny Renee uh, got uh, 100,000K uh, streaming. The song is hot. The energy is hot. I'm going to play that. Okay, what's next on my set? Sean Davis. Vocals are on point. Song is on point. I'm going to play Sean Davis. Oh, look, George Anthony. He has songs from his album that came out in 2015, Nothing Like Your Love. I'm going to play that. Oh, wait, TKA, 30th anniversary. I'm just doing this but on the top of my head. They came up with a fat freestyle song, True Love. I'm going to play that. Why? Because all these songs make sense to play. When you, when you start with the lower tier, you end up looking like you're from the lower tier. And that's what happened here. It's 60 lower tier songs from one camp with Planet Rock, badly mixed, bad vocals. Just terrible. Just terrible. And then the people that need to be aware of it don't care. And then the people that shouldn't care are the ones fighting with me, like Alex Latin Asian. Yeah, I didn't understand that. He had one of the better songs on it. I mean, out of the top 10 songs, that the first 10, I, I would say his and, and Jenny Renee, who was number 10, makes no effing sense. Were the, the two songs that I would have, you know, I would have recommended to the guy if, if I had a opportunity to. I've made a mix. I put the, the playlist out of the artists that I'm going to have. And... It, 
he doesn't even have uh, half of these guys that I use. And all I did was really go to Amazon, pick out the, the first 10, 15 tracks, bought them, and put them in a the mix. There was no uh, sitting there and laboring which uh, BPM. Fuck that. I got the best 10, 15, 20 songs, bought them, and then did the best I could with them. Ralph, he, he could have just copied and pasted your Spotify playlist. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> and, and and here's the thing, right? Normally, Jose knows the first thing I would tell Jose is, dude, let's, let's congratulate the guy. He did something that no one else has done. I mean, this is fucking major. It is. It is major, dude. Uh, Ivan, congratulations, bro. Hot 97, you did it. I don't know how the fuck you did it, but you did it. Congrats. No one else is doing it. We have DJ Slice and, and uh, Pete DOS that got FM uh, radio. We have Gino Caparelli that got FM radio. So they started to crop up. But High 97 is on a whole nother level. He blew that opportunity. And then when people were saying, yo, hot mix. And he would say, yo, that's what 20 to 30 years of DJing will get you. That's what annoyed the fuck out of me. Right. So at one instance, he got his people, the people that support him, batting for him. But on the other side, he's not being humble. He's like, yeah, this is what, 20, 30 years of, you know, it's, it's all bullshit. It's, it's all bullshit posturing, which is we're, we're going to get into that because I need to vent about some things. But <laughs> it's, it's all fronting. I, I hate this freestyle fronting bullshit that you do. So with me, you get me 100% the way that I am. So some of you may not like the way I do things or the way that I handle things or the way that I talk to you. But even Stevie B had to say that I'm a rock and that I tell it like it is, you know. So you can't you can't complain if I'm going to tell you like it is. So don't make pretend that you're being humble on one end. And then on the other end, you're saying, yeah, I did it because of 20, 30 years of, of freestyle. You know what I mean? I'm over here feeling upset with myself because I talked about someone that had a mild heart attack, but they're still bragging. It doesn't compute to me. It doesn't compute. And then, so if it, if it's, if if somebody says it's a hot mix, then it's a hot mix. Thank you so much. Great. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have my ego boosted. But if I say, hey, you didn't do a good job, which a majority of the people told him behind the scenes, because I know at least two people, one in the freestyle industry and one not in the freestyle industry, that told them that he didn't do a good job. You know, but people just want to fight. They want to fight something to. To, they want to find something to get angry about. So it's like, oh, no, CPR, you're wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, so you should start every mix with Johnny Mans. You look at the Santana twins with their Ride at Five. It's a perfect example. They got DJs throwing mixes at them. There's this guy, Danny, uh, Danny G Styles uh, from UBM. I heard his mix. I'm like, this was Danny? Yo, they people are upping their levels. Not to put them down, uh, you know. But I hear him mix live, and we all make mistakes. And, and when we're playing without, you know, a pre-made set like a lot of people do, he's playing off the cuff. So you're going to have uh, little mistakes here and there. It's not going to be flawless. Even uh, DJ Paradise, someone that I, I love listening to, would make a couple mistakes throughout the night and say, hey, always live, because that's part of DJing on the fly. It's going to happen. But how do, you how do you explain Larry V, though? But I can't, I can't, there's just that exception to every rule right so there you go but <laughs> you know switching your headphones is not going to make you a better dj i don't know how many headphones you need to dj but switching them in between sets is not it's not the key Practice. If you can't make if you can't mix two planet rock beats it's over it's over yeah so you know i'm listening to these mixes and i'm like fuck everybody's up in the game freddie the edit made a nice little edit mix um 
and so on and so forth. I, there's so many DJs I can I can't name them all, but you can hear the effort that was put into these mixes. And the proof is in the pudding. Check the the Apple Podcast stats. He's you already put three of these episodes up, and you're number ninety and ninety eight on the top podcast for Apple Podcasts on iTunes right now. You can check it. It's verifiable. And and God knows if you're going to go higher. So the proof is in the pudding when you do things correctly, when you have a fan base, when you have two years or three years of catalog great mixes. You know, and I don't, again, you know, we're talking about things in a musical sense. And I want to make sure that people understand that I'm not trying to attack somebody personally, even though I just said that it's not cool for someone on one hand to be said that they were sick and they were hospitalized with something as serious as a mild heart attack. And then 20 minutes later, I'm hearing that they're on social media going, yeah, that's what 20, 30 years of mixing gets you. Gets you what? 60 songs from the same company that uses the same beat? Of course, you didn't have to do anything. All you do is beat match it all the way through. It's a learning experience. Uh, it is a major accomplishment. I applaud him for that. But hopefully the next mix would rise to the occasion because what happens is it's like you said it's a philip anthony rule you hear that one song and that's going to be your impression that's your first impression of the genre is that first song man they had uv uk blank the the rock project paradigm uh back from my love they could have gone back to the 2000s they could have just worked their way up to 2019 it could have been great you know it could have been great but don't worry folks i know some of you out there are like oh you're jealous and all this other bullshit that you like to put out there because that's the excuse that you use when you want to support mediocrity. But the bottom line is, I've been on the radio for over 20 years, and I don't make mistakes like that because I go to my panel. I go to people that I trust. I go to people with more experience than I do. I consult people. I have, I have even the fans voting. I have people from different genres of music listening to stuff. You know, it's not just a one-man show. He could have taken the uh, fruits and vegetable approach to the mix. He could have put the good songs on the top and put the not so good songs on the bottom. Honestly, because yeah, it's about uh, 10 good songs. You know, Nunca from Alex, Jenny Renee, uh, Johnny O's song is good. I like Johnny O's song. The, the Listen, Lizette Melendez and Cynthia song is good. Uh, Dark Intensity with Audie Medina. Those are songs that he could have pushed to the top. I mean, you don't, you don't need to say, I didn't know what was a good song. You got ears. You can hear what the fuck a good song is. I mean, you don't uh, have to that, be a chef to know the food is burnt. If you, know? if you, if you have somebody <laughs> if you have somebody singing and it sounds like their nose is tapao, they're not a good singer. You know? <laughs> the fuck? You know? If you have somebody whining in a song, and it sounds like that, you know it's not a good song. If the beat is lower than the vocals, it's not a good song. If the if the vocals don't match the beat and the beat is going faster than the vocals, it's not a good song. If people are whining, if you hear lying, dying, and crying, it's not a good song. If it, if it rhymes, it's not a good song. In contrast, you got, again, Slice and, and Pete that are doing their mixtape shows on, on FM radio, he could have listened to those for reference. You got Gino Caparelli, you could have listened to those for reference. Uh, back when we had Hot 97, I don't know if you remember this from the boards 10, 15 years ago, Hot 97 Latino Mix had a freestyle flashback that had Byron Lopez, had DJ Paradise, had a bunch of other 
uh, DJs throwing in a mix every Friday, I believe, a one-hour mix. And it was those mixes were badass. So there's no excuse in this day and age that you can't put a, a, a decent mix together. And I'm not saying that you have to cut it up with edits and all this crazy shit. You know, just a nice, clean mix would have suffice. They've got Nick Cologne's drop and Wendy's song about what the <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know what happened? The communication was broken. Oh, broken. Okay. <laughs> Add the drop right now. Oh God. Broken. It's time to set you free. This love is broken. The Freestyle Club is proudly syndicated. On the phillymix.com and clubmegamixradio.com. Visit the Philly Mix and Club Mega Mix Radio. Freestyle. And let's talk freestyle. The premises of the Freestyle Club is can we have an honest conversation about freestyle? So we're going to have an honest conversation. Uh, recently, uh, there have been a lot of people scorching the earth or uh, scorching social media. And what they do is, they gather their fan base to go against someone and they do it in a way where it's not productive, constructive, or even appropriate, but they do it anyways. They do it with false information. They, they do it with false allegations. They do it with no information. They just do it because they feel like it. And it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous because there are people right now that feel a certain way about me because of something that was said by someone else in a video that they went on on social media. And, and it's just not this one person. It's many. People are doing a lot of stupid shit. All right? And I can include myself in that as well. But what I've realized is that we are scorching our freestyle community one by one. We are dividing people to pick sides. And then what we're doing is, after we use our community... After we have a pick sides, we go and then we make up with the people that we were feuding in the first place. And it, it, it happened recently so many times that I actually thought that I was booking the WWE. I was looking at my pad and I'm like, okay, this person hates this person, but now they're together getting booked for shows. What, what is going on here? And it's not about you being man enough or it's not being... Uh, about uh, you making peace or showing respect, how about you show respect to the audience that supports you and not maneuver them to go ahead and do your bidding and then you make up with the person and then you're cool with that person, but now the people that support you who scorched the earth for you and fought this person on, on your behalf, now they're not cool with this person and that relationship is broken or never took off, but you're cool with them. That, that's not cool with me. So I'm going to use some examples, and and Ralph and Nick can come in and, and, and discuss it if they choose to. Now, these two gentlemen had the opportunity to talk what they wanted to talk, say what they wanted to say, and they involved me in it. So even though the issue has already been resolved, quote-unquote, I want to save my piece. And we're talking about Shy and Andre Faria. Now, Raphael and I have two hidden, never published episodes of the Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. The ironic part is that these two episodes that we've never published 
include Andre Faria and Shy. And for some reason, we haven't been able to publish them. Why? <laughs> because it has Andre Faria and Shy. True story. <laughs> Let's talk about scorching the earth. Now, Shy contacted me. And he contacted me and he stated that I was conspiring with Jay Adams to get him kicked off my top 10 countdown. He heard this information from another artist, Henry Vargas. My response to him is, can you please tell Henry Vargas that instead of spreading false rumors, for him to tell whoever he was dating to please stop sending me photos of him naked. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) That was my response in a sarcastic manner. And what I explained to Shai is, is that nobody controls my countdown. And I gave him an, I gave him an example. And that example was he makes t-shirts. He was going to make t-shirts for the freestyle club, CPR's clubhouse. He was going to do this, but I felt that it wasn't appropriate for me to go into business with him and him be number one on my countdown and people thinking like he's number one because he's giving them t-shirts or he's buying t-shirts from them. That's one. And two, I know for a fact that in the freestyle community, when someone does something for you, they throw it in your face. It happens all the time. So I didn't want that to happen, you know? And so when he apologized, it cleared some things, but see, the accusation stayed up longer than the apology. So now I have to work hard to get the confidence of some of the people that believe the things that he said. This is what I mean about scorch earth, you know, scorching our freestyle community. There are people that heard that information from Shy and still believe him to this day, even though he apologized and said it wasn't true. Not only did he have to apologize to me, but he also had to apologize to Gino Caporale, which I had to have a discussion with him. And so while Shy is talking shit about me on Facebook Live, and he left the video up where he's talking shit about me, I'm on the phone trying to call him and talk to him and tell him, you're making a big fucking mistake. And I'm trying to explain it to him little by little, trying to de-escalate him because I think that he's my friend. And I feel that he's my friend. And I'm trying to explain things to him and, and showing him that he, he, he has a persecutor attitude and what he's doing right now is not good. And so he chose to do what he did. And so he's a man. He took responsibility for it. But the bottom line is this. In the end, there are still people out there that I have to work towards taking my name and making sure that they know that that's not the type of person that I am. And then to make things worse, we got Andre Faria, on the other hand, who tagged me on the PTSD bullshit uh, a day later. And I had nothing to do with that. But still, he made it seem like I was agreeing with that, which... I would never. And so these are the things that happens in the freestyle community when you give that Facebook Live button a push and you don't know what you want to say and you don't know what points you want to make and where you want to start and where you want to end with that conversation. No, absolutely not. I have to agree with you. Andre requested that it not be played because he didn't want to reignite that controversy. So, you know, I, I respect that. The man made a mistake. He made an apology. Some people felt it was half-hearted apology. To me, everyone makes mistakes. And I think that he just used a weakness that Shy had and tried to to make to mock it. It just happened to be his post-traumatic stress disorder. So 
I understand that he just went too far. Some people think that, you know, he was trying to say, you know, it'll blow over. And so they felt that he wasn't genuine in his apology. And I can understand that part of it, but. I think what people felt was not genuine is because how do you apologize and say, I'm sorry, not sorry. It doesn't come across right. Right. That, that was that other part that he said he did apologize for, for you to mocking that, you know, his illness, but he's not sorry for the other part. Yes. Yeah. So I get your point. Yeah. It's like I tell Jose all the time. Two people are going at it. Just keep walking. You don't have to. There's no need to comment. You know, let let them go at it because what happens? Six months from now, those two will be friends, and you'll be the one ass out. Which is the weirdest thing. No, it happens yeah. all the time. It happens all the time. And not just in freestyle. I mean, in life in general. You know, two buddies are going at it. You you get in involved to try to keep the peace or try to mediate and then at the end they make up and and you're the bad guy yeah so you know and in freestyle it's just amplified because it's such a small community it really is you know so i it just bothers me that uh in january you have a team everybody's together everybody's good for the cause and then three months later it's over you know well, that's or that's you, on them. You, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. Believe me, I don't not for well, a moment. Again, but if I wasn't implicated, I wouldn't have gave a shit. But, but and then you, but you have to thing, look at this. Like, but Jose, for a second, he, you have to look at it this way: out of all the people in freestyle, who did Andre tag in that post? Me. There has to be a reason for that. He thought that I was going to laugh at his joke. He thought that I was going to go along with it. And yeah, he, he found he, out that he was wrong. Yeah, but again, there had to be a reason why out of all the people. And that's what people look at. Oh, shit. He, you know, he tagged Jose in that. You know, I look at it and I'm like, fuck, this is what happens when you get involved in shit that you shouldn't even, you know, look at. You know, again, let them, you know, if they want to throw sissy punches at each other, let them. I'll get some popcorn and hang on, hang on the side. Understood. But yeah, I was yeah. involved because they involved my name. So he tried to protect me. And so he tried to protect me by tagging me on memes. So it just turned into the stupidity. Yeah, but, but again, listen to what you say. He tried to protect you by tagging you on a meme where he was mocking. That's what he mocking. stated on the podcast. I'm just yes, quoting but listen to that. Right, but listen to that logic. So it makes no sense. Hey. I tried to protect you by involving you. It I am implicates you. I am responsible for what I say, you know, and that was the fracking fat leavers first uh, rule, one and only rule. I know that when I go on social media and I put I post a meme, I'm responsible for that meme. If I make a comment, I'm responsible for that comment. I'm responsible. I understand that. You know, it is done with good intentions. It is done to educate. It is also done to make fun. But if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to tag anybody on it. And of course, people are going to assume it's for them. You can't be specific in freestyle anyways, because if you are specific, people want to call your job. This is the way the community is. As far as the freestyle club, what has been the thing that you've learned about our music the most throughout the entire year? For me, I think uh, the, the big takeaway was the realization that it's part of our culture. To me, that's just so dope on many levels. And, you know, it, it, when Andy Panda talked about that, it really, really hit me hard. It was just like, wow. It, it, it felt like it's bigger than how I think people try to um, 
minimize the music or they talk about it in a negative, uh, condescending way sometimes, it made me feel proud of the music and hearing where it came from. So that's what it, that's what I took away from it from, you know, since the show's been t- been on the whole time. I think for me, because I'm an old school head, kind of reinforce the talent that was present back then. You had Andy Panda talking about how he wrote Arabian Nights on the shitter. Guys like Gino Caparelli talking about how he makes 60-something songs in a year plus five remixes. Uh, you have Trinier talking about how they made those two hit songs in the two weeks that she spent with uh, Pretty Tony. That is what I, I, I feel that I'm missing with the new school for the past 15 years. But it's good to see these guys coming back and, and, and putting fire to feet and and showing you know what a hit record sounds like what a real production with the different layers and elements and you will need to make that voice thicker let's you know double it up triple it up let's get you know that drum roll in there let's get that refill in there let's get that riser in there let's get the drop in there you know that that is what you know i miss from freestyle is hearing those productions that really mattered back in the day and and having them now, you know, having everybody up their game. You listen to a Santana twin track and, and you can just hear, you, you know, that, that it's not just 10 tracks. That's got to be, you know, 20, 30 tracks, 40 tracks, 50 tracks. Who knows how many it's layers? 60, 60, yeah, 60 and more. yeah. You know, how many layers are in that? And that's what I personally miss being an old school head from the new school It's those layers. It's knowing how they all come together, how to get the mix down proper, how to, you know, master it, how to get those vocals front and center, you know, when the ad-libs should go. It's all those little things put together that I'm starting to see all over again in, in, in the new songs that are coming out. So to me, I'm glad the direction that freestyle is going in. Yeah, for, for me, the personal stories, but also the new collaborations. To me, the new collaborations is what inspires me. I see Gino Caporali working with Carlos Verios, working with Willie Valentine, working with George Lamont, George Anthony, Jenny Renee, Jay Allums. I see this, this, you know, this collaboration. I know that collaborations can sometimes be difficult, but they work through it. You know, I see the resurgence of Miami freestyle. You know, Ike, Jay Mazur. Uh, there are people out there with talent, you know, that want to record new freestyle music. Uh, you still see um, the West Coast coming back. Jocelyn Enriquez, she's back. Sharon Masarin, she's doing stuff. Uh, Aki Star, uh, these people, you know, are all uh, centralized in different parts of the country and doing music. Uh, you know, Stevie B has his own flow, has his own royalty radio and his own collaborations and he's taking a tour to brazil these are good things that i see are happening i hope that everybody gets to where they need to be and and get the things that they need and want uh i just think that uh the one negative part is that uh we have to say no to the facebook live video yeah unfortunately that's never going to end because you know drama sells and we know that you know in freestyle Someone like Willie Valentin, Carlos Barrios, uh, Santana Twins can can say, hey, I'm, I'm going to show you something I'm working on. 
and you'll get, you know, a couple of likes and maybe a couple of shares. But let someone go on and say, oh, this effing person is accused me of sleeping with them. She has a horse face. I would never fuck that. Boom. You got 100 views, you know, 100 people watching in 10 seconds. Right. Meanwhile, Carlos Berrios, the Santana twins and Willie Valentin can't muster up 20 people at, the, you know, no, you know, no disrespect to them. But, you know, the point is, is valid. I've been wanting to see like a dead mouse type of presentation where, you know, dead mouse goes on and he'll show you how the track that he's working on from scratch. So years later, freestyle is finally doing it and nobody's really paying attention. No one's sharing. No one's upping that, you know. But as soon as somebody talks, start talking about somebody swapping wives and who's paying for views, that gets 100,000 views. So, I, dude, it, it is what it is. It's going to continue to be that no matter what we do. You know, it, it makes you think, what kind of fucking people we have in this genre, bro? Honestly. I don't know. And then, you know, again, they'll say all those things, and then a week or two later, they're taking pictures together. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? He just talked about you not paying child support. He's managing you now? What the fuck is going on here? They had cute music. Best friends, best friends forever. That's oh, Adam. I understand I, I, the taking pictures part. I think I know what you're getting at. And I understand that if, if you go to someone's area and and the godfather says, yo, guys, cool it. I don't want no shit here. You respect the man. You make peace at that moment. And if you have to put a united front for those 30 seconds to snap that picture, you put up the front, you respect the man, and you move on. I get that. Well, let me ask you guys something. I mean, isn't it better just to kill the beef anyway? Or, you know, I mean, or if the opportunity presents itself, you know, just squash it, shake hands, take a picture, smile and keep it moving. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with people taking pictures. I don't have a problem with people killing the beefs. I don't have a problem with that. I love that. That's great. But don't scorch the earth first. Don't use people. See, because... Again, it's what I said it before. Those people are now cool, right? Right. But the people that they used in their battles, they're not cool, you know? Because they still hate they, the other person. They, they gotten threatened by. The, the, the misinformation is still in their head. Uh, you know, you are saying to them. They keep that for years. I have people talking to me about stuff that happened 20 years ago. I agree with you with that part because it, it's obvious when you, you see these two camps go at it and then when again we've talked about this before when they make up six months from now which is the trend then everybody else is ass out because they still have that animosity with each other that unresolved animosity because no one's saying guys cool it it's over let it go we made up there's no reason for you guys to hate each other we're all one family now that that video never comes out it well, never comes and out. the apology always stays shorter than the accusation. The accusation will stay there forever. You and I know this. Remember when I requested an apology for you and for Ted? That apology went to one place. The Bochinche went to every single freestyle group. Yeah, but you know? the, best, the best part of that is that they, they plastered that video in like 20 
30 different groups and it didn't even make it past 800 views. So woohoo, content creators with no audience. Bravo. Bravo. Oh, oh, you wounded me so. Again, I, I understand that. But if we have 10 of those a day, that's that's uh, 8,000 people getting bad information. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, it's going to be the same 80 people just refreshing that video. If you ever want to find out why a person is off the countdown, look at their behavior on social media. I'll give you one example. I've been touting Johnny O's, my one and only, since December. Okay? And what happened when he got the buzz, when he got the CPR push? He went on social media, on Facebook Live, and what did he say? I'm going to get a Grammy for this one. You know what? In all fairness, that has nothing to do with CPR. Zero. And I'll tell you why. Because 15 years ago, when he was playing the role of uh, Braveheart and he had that blue face paint and he changed his name a la Prince. That's what he was saying back then about that music. I'm going to get a Grammy for this. Remember his alter ego? He was saying that back then. That yeah, man, I understand. You know, he's saying but he, him, Trenere, a couple of other artists feel that they deserve, and some of them do. I'm not, I'm not saying anything uh, negative about them, but they feel that they've paid their dues and the music they've put out deserves a Grammy. And and to some extent, some of them do. But, you know, uh, again, to your point, I'm just saying that this dude, believe me, he's been saying this even when his music wasn't all that great, when he had that blue face paint and he had that name. I can't even remember what name he was using back then. Yes, I know that. So now... He's he's on the countdown. He's doing well. His song is popular. And then some of the people that listen to my show go look at that video and they're like, yo, this guy's bugging. And then the support starts dropping. If you're going to be an artist, be an artist. You can't mix your two personas, your home life, your personal life, and your artist persona. You got to keep them separate. And if you're going to be online, you got to be an artist 24-7. I'm sure Nick goes through, uh, and I'm pointing at you, Nick, because you're the artist of this group. I'm sure that you have trials and tribulations. I know you have issues, but you're not going to bring those on social media and make it the audience's fault. No, I, I, I struggle plenty of times not to, uh, you know, editing myself. Um, there's been times I've written posts and just wanting to vent. Sometimes I'm just like, no, what are you doing? You can't say certain things. You can't put personal issues um, publicly like that because people are watching you. You know, I don't just represent myself. I'm, I represent the twins. I represent cutting. Um, and I take that serious. So, yeah, you really have to watch um, what you say and do on uh, social media. How about the DJ's per perspective? What do you think the DJ has to do, Ralph? I think the DJs need to practice, honestly. <laughs> a, a lot of them, I just go, you know, you get a controller and you go on there and then they're not really blending. They're not the song selections. Dude, again, stop shouting out the names of the songs. They've been out for 30 years. We know them better than you do. Honestly, we know the, the, the song before you even throw it on, because a lot of these mixes are just the same mixes all over again by different DJs. You can only mix the same uh, 100 songs, you know, throw in some new school. That's why I miss I miss 
DJ Smooth won because you can never know what he was going to throw in. You never knew what he was throwing in. And when he threw it in, sometimes it was something that you never heard before because he mixed it in with something else. That's that's what I want. I want like the Cliff Potts. Guy's a fucking vinyl assassin. I enjoy watching him. He could be spinning nursery rhymes on those decks. And I watch him because the guy's a fucking master at what he does. It's gotten to the point that now you need lights, you need a blue screen, you need uh, naked dancers behind you to get people's attention. So I understand it's, it's a struggle. It is saturated. It is absolutely saturated now. The, the freestyle, the Facebook live shows, it's just to the point that it's every, every time you go online, it's one show after the other. And they're all the same now. I'm thinking about going back to basics myself and not doing any Facebook live. Just go do my show and then put the podcast up. Yeah, well, that's just strength. You know, the, to me, you know where your audience is. That's always been your strength. And there's no reason to, you know, everyone should be have a, a social presence. But it's just, you know, at this point, you can't penetrate. It's hard to penetrate because the people that have been doing it the longest, not necessarily the best ones, are getting the attention. Thank you for joining us on this one-year edition of the Freestyle Club. It is customary. It's time for the pick hit of the week. This is the Freestyle Club hit pick of the week. Uh, I mean, pick hit of the week. Sorry about that, Jose. <laughs> Nick Cologne. Are you still with oh, us? You gotta pick me first. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, you're just what, gonna what pick are, Sean the, Davis. Uh, see, <laughs> I want to, but I feel like you guys are gonna bother me about it. So, oh no, go ahead. You can do it. You can do it. It's it's only like your fifth pick, right? This year so far. Sean Cologne, what is your Nick pick of the week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Um, you know what? Okay, all right, I'm ready. Ask me again. Nick Cologne, what is your pick <laughs> hit of the week? Uh, mine's is going to be George Anthony versus George Lamont now that it's over. I don't Unknown Edmund, what is your pick hit of the week? I'm going to have to go with a, a remix of a song that I really didn't uh, care for too much uh, back in the day. But now that it's got a new uh, sound to it, I'm going to go with uh, Lizette Melendez and Cynthia. I can't change your mind. The Rascal remix.
with a remake for 2019. It's Aki Star and the Treasure of My Heart 2019 produced by Jay Adams. Until next time, the CPR saying goodbye for Nick Cologne and the Unknown Admin. And as the Unknown Admin always says, Peace, love, and Nick. I mean, peace, love, and freestyle. <laughs> Broken! Broken! Everybody! Are you? <laughs> Broken! <laughs> Say you want to leave me You say we're done